You're listening to Identity Revolution, a podcast from the consumer identity management experts at Infutor Data Solutions. In each episode, we invite industry leaders for data-driven discussions on all things marketing, analytics, and identity. Join us as we take a deep dive into industry trends, strategies, and the future of data technology. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Infutor's Identity Revolution. This is episode seven. My name is Corey Davis. I lead the MarTech, AdTech, and Media ecosystem here at Infutor. And I'm very excited to have Brian Garofalo, Chief Technology Officer of Vibes, with us today. Very excited to talk about what Vibes is up to, some of the customers are supporting, the work that he's been doing for the last several years as CTO at Vibes, along with back his time at CDK. And so, Brian, thanks for joining. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Corey. Really, uh, really excited to be here. Absolutely. So I guess to kind of get us started, can you give the audience, I guess, a little bit of uh, background on both yourself, how you ended up in the CTO role at Vibes? And then also kind of what you're working on with Vibes. Yeah, I'm a native New Yorker and living in Chicago now and started a company early in my career and was fortunate to parlay that company into ADP, so automatic data processing. My company had built software for car dealers and ADP at the time was probably the largest provider of technology to automotive retailers around the world, actually. And so I I went to ADP and, and ended up spending 10 years there, actually, through a number of different roles. And ADP eventually in 20, I believe it was 2014, spun out their dealer services division to what is now known as CDK Global. So we just got a different three letter acronym. And a number of different roles and kind of culminated in leading CDK's platform engineering group. And one of the things I I worked on prior to leaving there was actually what's now known as the Fortellus Automotive Commerce Exchange, which is an API-driven experience for automotive retail. allows third-party apps to build on top of automotive APIs and create differentiated experiences. And so when I was leaving CDK, I I was planning to go back to New York and I got a call from some folks at Vibes and Jack Philbin and Alex Campbell, the co-founders, and told me a really compelling story and and was really excited to join the world of mobile marketing. So I've been here three years now and I'm responsible for all things product and technology, IT, security, all the way down to the printers and the desktops. So span it all here at Vibes. Awesome. And I guess talk us through a little bit about Vibes, sort of the history of the business, along with kind of what you guys are working on now. Yeah, Vibes has a rich history. You know, it's a Chicago born and raised company, came out of the Northwestern Incubator, founded by I said Jack and Alex. They're childhood friends. They've been friends since they were kindergarten and they, they had a thesis. They wrote a business plan in uh, college and their thesis was that wireless and marketing would intersect and started the company in 98. They actually in, in 2000 or 2001, they sent their first mobile marketing message to a pager for Pizza Hut. And so you showed up with your pager and you were able to get half off your pizza. So, you know, lots of history there and through the years continued to pivot and ultimately become the company is today. The thesis is still the same. We just don't call it wireless anymore. It's called mobile. And we leverage text messaging, mobile wallet, and application push, mobile app push to empower brands to realize the value of building personal consumer relationships just all through our intelligent mobile engagement. We offer a a cloud-native SaaS platform 
We've got a unified mobile experience automation. We've got unrivaled speed and scale and, you know, and a really powerful performance insights and analytics kind of built on top of our data platform. Awesome. And so from the, from the early days of, of the, the, um, the message to the pager for Pizza Hut, guess <laughs> who, who, who can, who, who does Vibe support today? What are the customers that, what's the sort of standard profile of those, of those customers today? Yeah, you know, Vibes has hundreds of customers, mostly enterprise, large enterprise customers. I mean, Home Depot is a customer of Vibes. If you ever got a text message from Home Depot, you know, that's coming through the Vibes platform. Dick Sporting Goods, another large Vibes customer. Dollar General, PetSmart, Kohl's, Allstate, Discover Financial, right? So those are the types of customers, all brands that would say we connect people with the brands they love, right? So all brands you know and love. I think that's part of the fun, actually, of working at Vibes is... Chipotle is another one. And my mom always, she's on the Chipotle list and she'll let me know when she gets a text message from me from Chipotle, right? And I'm like, yeah, mom, we sent 50 million text messages today, but thanks for telling me you got yours, right? So <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, yeah, it's more of an enterprise focus. We tend to favor retail as a customer, but we also have, like I said, insurance and financial services and Discover and some travel and hospitality customers. Got it. And so for those brands, is the, for use cases, it would feel to me like portions of the use cases you're seeing is sort of like customer experience and and customer retention, retention marketing, but also there's potentially the use case around sort of performance and performance marketing, growing those relationships. Is it kind of a 50-50 split? Are there other use cases? Yeah, you know, I think it depends on the trajectory, right, of the customer. But we support customers that join and we're just are just getting started with mobile, right? And we're helping them build build up a list, start to create some mobile engagement. As our customers mature, they tend to obviously use us for more. So one of the you know, most popular use cases we're seeing now is really around loyalty, right? Particularly with our mobile wallet offering. So Vibes is is a leader in putting mobile wallet passes. I'm going to say mobile wallet, I mean your Apple or Google wallet on your phone, the passes that land in there that people are typically most well aware of that from putting a boarding pass in there. We do that for coupons and offers and loyalty cards, right? So now you can have experience with your loyalty card in there. And as you redeem points, your pass will get updated with your points value. You can scan or even use an NFC tap at a phone to, to make sure that you're redeeming your points. So that's a big kind of evolution that we're seeing in our brands. It goes from building that SMS list or building that app engagement and building those subscribers to hyper-targeting and segmenting them to then engaging them in, in loyalty use cases and in service experiences as well. So the biggest areas we're seeing of growth is curbside pickup, right? And or buy online pickup in store. And that's a great use. You can send that email for that curbside pickup, but then that poor customer is hunting in their sure. email through the yep. hundreds of emails they've gotten in the last hour to try to find that. You send that via text message, it's very easy to access. And so we're seeing a lot of use cases. It kind of covers that acquisition, engagement, loyalty, and service type the service experience across that whole digital life cycle. Absolutely. And for Infutor, we certainly see this sort of constant change in, in expectations for the consumer. So to me, texting and SMS is certainly is having its moment and has for several years. 
what's the future prediction, I guess, for consumer expectations and how does Vibes look out into the future and kind of build capabilities for that future expectation? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Jack has told me these stories that he's heard through the years that, oh, this is the year SMS is dying, right? And just like keeps growing exponentially. And to some extent, people are like, yeah, but it's not rich or it's not that. It's very basic text. But I think that's what makes it effective, right? You can't abuse it with lots of distraction, right? It's got to be simple. It's 160 characters, right? It's to the point. It's effective. So I don't see... Anything that has that high utility is just not going to go away. People look for utility in their lives. What I do see, however, is more and more brands leaning into that. And as more and more brands lean into text messaging, then the space can get a little bit more crowded. And if the amount of brands that had email marketing programs also had text programs, would your text client have to be organized the way your email client does with your promotions tab and your social tab. And I think the answer to that to really sits inside of data, right? It sits inside of how do you leverage the data assets to send hyper-targeted, when I say personalized, and I'll say the word personalized, but I'll mean contextual, timely, relevant messaging. The phone has become a, an extension of yourself, right? And I'm sure, Corey, if you left your desk right now, you left the room and you forgot your phone behind you, you'd have a little bit of a moment of, where's my phone, right? Absolutely. And so it's part of you. And because text has that, that almost immediate response, the brand has to take on that responsibility, if you will, of sending very relevant messaging, not over messaging. And our platform and the investments we're making are really about understanding that customer better so we can send much more relevant messaging, right? that message they send for Dick's Sporting Goods. If I'm a runner, I want to hear something about a sale on running shoes or maybe running clothes. Don't send me half off tennis rackets, right? And that really, I think, is kind of the evolution, especially with mobile, is making sure that you know, you're getting the right personalized information, you're respecting that boundary. And then, you're, and then further to that, you're also supporting the conversation that naturally exists over SMS. People inherently want to reply. That's the way they communicate with friends and family. And they often want to reply to that brand over that that short code or that text messaging thread. And if you don't support at least some form of an intelligent response, it can be frustrating. And listen, the consumer doesn't care whether your marketing department purchased vibes and your customer service department purchased another customer service product. They want an experience that is cohesive and so being able to support. So I think that's the two areas I would say is personalization, really timely, relevant, contextual communication, and then supporting the conversation when people want to have it because inevitably they will, whether it's my offer expired and it shouldn't have, or I'm here to pick up my order, or how do I return my product? These are all questions and things we see coming back into over the text message channel that need to be routed to the right pe- right person or the right department in order to give somebody that that experience. So those are the two areas that we've gotten a lot of investment in right now in helping brands be a leader in these channels, these mobile prevalent channels. Absolutely. Love it. Love those predictions. To pivot a little bit to more broad MarTech and ad tech, marketing technology, ad technology, you have been between starting this company, going to CDK, now at Vibes, 
you've been in the space for a long time. So I guess as you look at the future, we did an episode of the podcast recently with Scott Brinker, who was the one who, I don't know if you know that name, but he was the one who created this crazy sort of infamous 10,000 companies on this landscape visual thing. And so we've asked him, interested in, in your take on kind of the future of the ecosystem. I think the count today is somewhere around 8,000 across the ecosystem. Yeah, I was going to say it's the MarTech 5,000, right? The MarTech 5,000 now is 8,000, right? Yeah. So, so certainly Infutor sits in that category. Vibes is, is on that list. The two of us in slightly different categories, but certainly both companies have thrived in this very long tail of the ecosystem and supporting brands and each other, et cetera. So I guess as you look out one, five years, both for Vibes, along with what these big brand customers of yours are, are looking at, what's the prediction for what areas of that landscape are growing and scaling? What still hasn't been solved? Maybe what's going away? All those kinds of predictions. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest area that I see that's going to be interesting, and I don't, I know Scott Brinker, not personally, but I know his work and not the uh, clairvoyant maybe he is. But, you know, I think this idea of permission-based marketing in a very privacy-centric world that's continuing to emerge, right? You've got GDPR, you've got CCPA, You've got the changes coming down the pipeline with the IDFA, right, on the mobile devices. I think brands are going to really need to lean into kind of permission-based marketing. And I think for Vibes, we sit at this interesting place where text has always been extremely express written. It's you text in, it's a reply why, it's heavily kind of policied, if you will. And so I feel like we've perhaps accidentally have been leading in that, right, by being an extremely compliant platform. But I, I do think that is just going to be a huge part of what happens here. How, how do you ensure, I mean, the amount of emails I receive that I have no idea how it's possible that I got on these lists, they're completely yeah. irrelevant. And they're completely, like I said, they're relevant. They're not, they don't even make sense that somebody would even target me with this information, Right. So I think that to me is a big area, right? How can customers be more in control, right? Through technology, not through government policy, right? The things like CCPA and GDPR are, they're a step in the right direction, perhaps. They have great intents, but it's going to take a lot of the technology vendors to really lean in to make that a reality, right? When I can go, and I know it's companies like OneTrust trying to solve for this, you know, and, and there's probably a number of companies out there in the space trying to solve for this. So I, I believe that's a big area of focus. And we're trying to take a very strong stand in the idea of permission-based marketing, because again, the channels we play in have always been that way. There's not a lot of spam in the SMS ecosystem because the carriers are involved and they keep it fairly clean. I think when you do see spam, it's often on long codes and it's often because somebody grabbed the Twilio API and bought a long code, right? But with short code, there isn't a lot of spam and, and it gets shut down really quickly and that keeps it clean, right? So that's, I think, one of the things. And then that builds on then, how do you continue to build up that consumer profile across the MarTech ecosystem? To your point about there being 8,000 products in the MarTech ecosystem, these brands have 40 or 50 of those products, right? And so you're seeing this emergence of CDPs as an answer to that, right? 
My CDP is going to be the aggregation point of all the profile and the events that occur across the ecosystem. You're seeing Salesforce announce that they're building a CDP or announce that they have one. I think there's a, a lot of rebranding there. Adobe, the same thing, kind of rebranding something as a CDP. Um, you've got Twilio acquiring segments, right, as a CDP. Yep. We've got companies like MParticle. Agile One was acquired by Acquia. We've got Amparity. You've got Action IQ. There's a lot of activity in this space. And so I think those two kind of convergence, like trying to solve for the 360 view of the consumer while putting the consumer control of the data that you have in a very, very technology advanced way and not like an archaic government policy way. I think that there's some interesting opportunities there because if, if brands that get that right are going to build trust with their consumers and they're going to build loyalty with their consumers. And that's ultimately what you want, right? It's nice if somebody uses a 25% off coupon once. It's much nicer if somebody continues to shop at your store and, and, and continues to tell your friends, right? And I think that, you know, I've had this experience. I just bought running sneakers again yesterday. Not that I needed them, but I needed a pair that were for the bad weather here in Chicago. And I went and bought them full price at Dick's Sporting Goods. But I knew that, I trust the brand and I could do curbside pickup in an hour, right? And I knew they were a Vibes customer, so I needed to support them. But I didn't wait for that deal. I just went straight to Dick's Sporting Goods because Dick's Sporting Goods has built a relationship with me and I trust them. And so I think that to me becomes a lot of the future and where people are going to be trying to figure things out, right? How they do that through AI, through machine learning, those are all going to be the means but the way is build a trusting relationship. And it doesn't always have to be about a discount. It has to be building that long-term customer lifetime value, if you will, focus. So that's the areas I, I see. And I think that as that landscape, I think it'll continue to be 8,000. It'll be a different 8,000, right? Companies will get acquired. Companies will go defunct. New companies will come in, right? Especially in emerging spaces, you know, in, in the text message marketing space. We're happy to see a lot of new entrants, right? We're seeing VC money come into our space, and that's great, right? It's a really good it means there's the hot market, and there's gonna be more money educating our customers and our prospects about the value of this. So, absolutely, totally agree. Actually, I, I love those predictions. Those are great predictions. Yeah. Okay, so looking at time here, I think the last question I'd have for you is very much appreciate you doing this. Where can the audience go to learn more about you, about Vibes? Where can they find you? Yeah, I mean, I'm not that interesting, but Vibes is www.vibes.com. Our marketing team has been putting out a lot of content recently too. So if you go to resources.vibes.com, you see a lot of the, you know, we had an e-commerce ebook that just came out guiding brands to you know, how to leverage text message and immerse together, right? And so you know, we have customers, a lot more customers are doing things like cart recovery messaging over text message, which is way more effective than the email, right? Again, you read that email three days later versus getting that text message. So that's a great resource. And then I think our team just launched a similar ebook on curbside pickup. And these aren't just theoretical ebooks, right? These are things that we've experienced with our customer base, right? How they're succeeding, what's working, what's not working. And then these things also we see are, are long-term shifts, right? We don't see curbside pickup going away, right? And, and yes, there's a global pandemic. And that 4X, we actually saw four times the increase in holiday 
buy online, pick up in store, but it's not going away because you know what, when I had my kids were babies and I just got to stop at target on the way home and pick something up and I pull in a parking spot and they're sleeping in the back. I would have loved a per curbside pickup option at that point, eight years ago, my kids were babies. Right. And for the elderly who just need to pick up some milk and eggs from your local grocery store, right. Curbside pickups, it's convenient. It's safe. Right you know, for a number of reasons. So we don't see those things going away. So check out the contactless curbside ebook that we launched, the e-commerce ebook. Look for a lot of other content coming out of Vibes. I think our marketing team's really doing a great job of telling the stories of our customers, right? And in, in a way that I think resonates with a lot of people. Awesome. All right. Well, Brian, thank you so much for joining us today. Audience, thank you so much for listening in. And that is episode seven of Identity Revolution. We'll see you next time. Awesome. Thank you, Corey. Thank you, everybody. Thanks again for listening to Identity Revolution. For more data-driven discussion, subscribe to Identity Revolution on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And for more on how Infutor can improve your data strategy across your entire enterprise, visit infutor.com.